0: If you were able to walk into a room confident that you would be well-received, seen, heard, and appreciated by others, and all it took was a few changes in how you navigate your everyday relationships, would you be willing to make those changes? It is possible to be both fully authentic and to experience the best relationships of your life. Now, here is the host of Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert, Michaela Gaffin-Stone. Hi, everybody, and welcome to
1: Navigating Complicated Relationships. Today, we're going to talk about leadership by design. Now, if you've been listening to me at all or checked out my website or any of those things, you know that one of the tools I love to use is human design. Now, why human design and and why leadership, right? So these are pretty valid questions. So do you ever wonder if you have what it takes to be a leader? in your field, of your family? like, Do you know what being a leader really means? Leadership is, it's required in so many environments. And as a boss, as a parent, a team manager, so many areas where someone needs to step up and lead. You know, if nobody's leading, where's everybody going, right? So I'm human behavior expert, Michaela Gaffin Stone. And today we're gonna explore the different approaches to leadership based on your human design, I will bring in some behavioral science every now and then for a well-rounded perspective. So if, for example, you seem to put people away sometimes, you know, and, and you hear mutterings about you being bossy or, you know, pushy, that kind of thing, then there could be an issue that has a really simple fix. So here's a, a heads up. If you're a projector, or you have a five in your profile, you might wanna pay special attention to that particular piece because I think I'm talking to you. So by using human design knowledge, you can really step into the leadership role that you were designed for, not the one that you're trying to force, the one that you're doing because you think everybody thinks you ought to do it that way, or even somebody's told you, right? No, each design has its own inherent do's and don'ts. And it doesn't mean you can't do a thing, but it means do this way and it'll be a lot easier for you. Why why wouldn't you take the easier path, honestly? You can figure it out from there once you're sort of in your flow. So I'm going to share how you can best use your blueprint, your human design as a guide towards your best outcome as a leader and sometimes it's just a small change to how you do something that can really increase the results and make it pretty amazing. So stay tuned into today's episode. Get your pen and paper or your computer or whatever you're going to do, not driving, and discover how you're going to lead and how your gifts can help others to be the best version of themselves while you're fulfilling your purpose, right? That's, that's a lot. But why would you want less? Right. If you're not leading, is the person who is leading best suited for that job? And are they doing it in an authentic way? That's a question for another day, really, because today we're looking at how you can lead and who you can lead and why you would want to do that. Right. So in the context of human design, there's individual strengths, preferences, potential challenges and All these things are really useful to know so that you can navigate your path, particularly if you're new to that leadership role, right? So tailored leadership approaches will help you to recognize and embrace your unique design. You can tailor your strategies to align with those strengths and you can bring the most effectiveness into guiding the team or your family or the project that you're working on? Like, what what are you leading? Because there will be something, right? If you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, you're still leading. You're leading the way. Maybe you're innovating. Maybe you're bringing in changes. But how are you going to have other people get on board with what you're doing? All of that is leadership, right? So there isn't anybody I'm not talking to, okay? It's about all of you here. So human design gives you a framework for increased self-awareness. And if you understand your design, you get insights into those natural tendencies, your decision-making processes. By now, really, do you know your authority? Do you know how you best make decisions? If you don't, that's a conversation we could have. Or you can go back and listen to previous podcasts that cover that kind of thing. Because your authority is hugely important. If you're making decisions from your head and if you're going with what seems logical or sensible or somebody else said it ought to be this way, then chances are you're out of alignment, right? You're doing something that external information has guided you to. And that external information can be questionable, right? I mean, just think of all the information and misinformation that's out there in the world today. Social media. I mean, if you've scrolled past three posts, chances are you've got misinformation going on. So if that's what's coming into your head and you're making decisions on that, I'm going to say it might not be your best decision, right? So having that awareness will help you leverage your strength and maybe avoid some pitfalls, right? One of the things that human design can help you with is effective team dynamics, Recognizing the diversity within your team, and I mean by their design, it can help you be more inclusive and more harmonious of those people's strengths, right? You can understand and appreciate the varied strengths they have and have each person collaborate using their best strengths. Now, there was a company that I did human design with, and out of all of the members in that company, only one person was too skeptical to try it and and they just like no they opted out and that's fine you have that choice everybody else in the company said yeah i'd like to know how this works and so i did human design it was a lot of work but i did it on all of the individual people there and then saw how they could work together best you know where how their strengths were what they needed in order to be successful and how that could be achieved in that work environment The company was thrilled. And everybody within it seemed to really be happy with how their roles changed a little, tweaked over here. You know, they they were very happy with it because they were getting their human design needs met. And if you've got somebody who's on board with that, maybe a team leader, if you've got someone who's on board with that, you can really maximize what people can do so much quicker They're happier to come to work. They're happier to do what they're doing. Now, again, if you're a leader, wouldn't you want that? And you can even think of your family, kids, right? If you're working with them as a team and you're the team leader, think of it that way. Isn't it preferable for you to work to their strengths and help them be successful? As a behavior analyst, one of the first things I do with kids with autism, for example, is find ways for them to be successful because nobody starts a day off well if they're not successful, right? You have to have things that you can do that you know are going to work and then build from there. So things that are in flow for you, you can build on that so beautifully. Whereas if you're starting off with things not going well or people complaining about things in your environment, you know, if it starts off negatively, or out of alignment with you, so you're struggling some, that's gonna be a tough day before you get very far, right? So human design can really help with this. And leaders can make more informed decisions aligned with their design and aligned with their staff, their team members, aligned with their design too. Everybody can be more confident in the outcome of those choices. And then communication, oh, that's my favorite thing, right? If you know me at all, you know that communication is a very big deal for me. And understanding communication styles within your human design can help your message reach the people you need it to reach so much more effectively. It helps them to be able to listen more effectively and to respond in the way that you'd like them to, and I don't mean you're manipulating, but for example, if you're talking to a generator and there's a 70% chance that you are, then instead of asking them big, difficult, open-ended questions or even open-ended questions, it's gonna be so much better for them and ultimately you, if you offer options. So instead of saying, well, what do you think we should do with this project? you can offer two or three things. Do you think we should do this? Yes or no? How about that? Yes or no? And that person will be able to give you a better answer because it's, it's more accurate and they'll be a lot quicker. So that's one example in how communication, when you know how it works as a leader, you can really use it effectively and help everybody have a good day, right? And have everybody be productive, whether it's your kids, whether it's your teammates, whether it's people you're trying to get on board. Are you looking for sponsorship? That's You're in a leadership position at that point when you're trying to get people on board with you. So how are you going to communicate with them? There's so many different benefits to having your human design understood as a leader. And funnily enough, I have a brand new offering in my suite of human design offerings, and it's all about your leadership style. And in that, we take a deep dive into your blueprint and discover sort of what things you need in your environment in order to be effective for you and how you need to operate within that environment to be comfortable and to be the most effective you can be. So there's a number of aspects that we look at in the Leadership by Design program. And it's just two 90-minute sessions. So it's an intensive, really. But you come out with an awful lot of information about how you show up. This is brand new. It is on my website. So I invite you to check that out. And my website is gaffinstone.com. So have a look after the podcast, when you finish making your notes. Make a note to go check that out. I don't know how long I'm offering it for. We'll see how it goes. So, check it out while it's there. Now, with leadership, you want to do some strategic planning, right? You need to be able to acknowledge people's individual design elements, set realistic goals, make decisions that are sustainable, and guide your team all the way to success. Is that not exactly what you want to do? How about balanced energy management? Leaders can optimize their energy management by aligning the tasks with their design. So, if you're a manifester and you're designed to have vision and new ideas and set things in motion, then there's your gold, right? That, that's where you're amazing. If you're a projector and you know how to make systems better, well, if you follow your authority and you wait to be invited, you know, people see what you can do, they recognize and say, wow. That's so good. Could you do that over here and help us with this system? You as the leader have just enabled that projector on your team to do a brilliant job. Because yes, they can. And they can show up without being bossy or pushy. Because that's how they're perceived if the invitation isn't correct. As a leader, you can make that correct invitation. Now, is that not amazing? You know exactly who you're working with and how they are and how they need to receive what you want them to do. So it's all about the communication and how you're gonna get that across to the person. And then before we go to break, I just wanna go into resilient leadership. So human design gives you tools for navigating challenges and setbacks in a way that just strengthens your resilience. You can develop strategies for coping with stress, adapting to change, maintaining a positive outlook even in the face of adversity. And seriously, do we not all have some adversity going on this year? 2023 has been quite the adventure. And um, I'm not sure I would have chosen it that way, but that's what we got. So, you know, embracing human design in leadership will enable you to have a more authentic, inclusive, and effective approach to guiding teams. It encourages your self awareness, facilitates much better communication and supports you in making decisions that align with your strengths, your team's strengths and everybody's qualities. Now, is is that not optimal? I would say so. And human design can actually offer you all of this. Yes, I am going to give you some examples. So don't go away. We actually have a break. Boy, I can't believe it's gone this fast already. So you are listening to Navigating Complicated Relationships here on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm Mikayla Gaffin-Stone. I'm all about human design, behavior science, and I'll be right back after the break. So don't go away. What if your
0: relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We've been talking about human design and how that is going to affect your leadership style it not only affects it, it kind of guides it. It's a much bigger deal than you might think before you started listening to this episode anyway. So before the break, I did promise you that I would give some examples from your chart. So I'm going to give you a moment or two to grab your chart if you haven't got it already. And if you don't have it, if you haven't downloaded it yet, first of all, where have you been? And secondly, head on over to gaffinstone.com and go to get my chart and you can put your information in there. Download your chart and I don't see your chart. I don't see your personal information. All I get is your email and you can always unsubscribe if you choose to. though well, why would you do that? I send really cool emails and you only get them once a week. So, you know, you have to enjoy them while they get there. So the example I want to start with We'll start right at the top of your chart, the crown. And that's a pressure center. So the crown and the root, top and bottom, those are the pressure centers that kind of hold everything together, if you will, in your human design chart. And your crown is either white, which means it's undefined or open, or it's colored in, and that means it's defined. Right. So we'll start with what would leadership look like for someone with an open crown center? Because before I get into that, let me just explain that every part of your chart will give some influence over how you lead and how you are best received as a leader. So it's important to know the details. You want to know all your centers, the profile, the design type, you know, every, everything that you usually get in a chart only with the leaders, leadership perspective. We're going to get those words out. So what we're going to start with is the crown center when it's open, so it's not colored in. And that means that you have got a, a sort of flow of energy happening. It's not fixed and constant. It comes in from your environment, and it's amplified. So while you're in that environment, you, you are sort of getting what's around you, plus, plus, plus. And it means, too, that the inspiration that's in your environment, for good or for ill, is going to have a significant significant effect on you while you're in that environment. That means that you can choose. If you listen to certain podcasts, oh, hey, like navigating complicated relationships, you're going to get some really good inspiration, Right. If you listen to what passes for news these days, then you're likely to get some pretty awful inspiration. Either way, it will have an impact on you. So choose your environment carefully. Choose what you are listening to carefully. Curate that so that you get a balanced view or you are inspired for the good of what you wanna do and what you want your team to do, okay? so you're very sensitive to the energies around you that's what i'm saying and there are some adaptability issues for example somebody who's in an has an open crown center can be adept at adapting to different leadership styles and approaches but you need to be sure that what you're adapting to is really going to work for you so you need you can be flexible but you need to be aware of What's you and what is what somebody else is putting on to you? However, with that open center, you can adjust your leadership methods based on the needs of the situation. So that's a great skill to have. And your open mindedness. The lack of definition in the Crown Center can make you open to new ideas and new perspectives. Now, that can be great or not, depending on what you're surrounding yourself with. So choose people who inspire you to hang out with, to talk to, to listen to. And that's going to really help your vision sort of elevate to the next level. Right. And leaders have vision. Leaders are looking up and forward. Managers are looking at what's around them. There's a very big difference. You don't need to manage the minutiae of what's happening within your team. That's called micromanaging and nobody likes it. But what you do need to do is you have the vision that other people help you work toward. It's a team effort, right? Even if you're a solopreneur, you need help from other people from time to time. And then they need to be on board with what you're doing, right? You don't have time to be fighting with people over how you're gonna move forward. That's not what being a leader is about. So you might be comfortable exploring different concepts and integrating diverse viewpoints into how you're gonna move forward as a leader. That's great. How cooperative is that? People will feel heard. People will feel seen. And that's so valuable. Every human being needs to be seen and heard. When you feel ignored, that is so detrimental to a person's mental well being and to how they're going to show up. Have you ever worked in a workplace where the boss didn't even know you were there or they didn't pay attention to you or worse? They dismissed you when you came up with ideas and you had been working on this idea maybe and, and you'd got this plan and they didn't even listen. Have you ever had that? Because, wow, that can spoil a day, a week, a month, a job. Like it can really impact how that person sees their role in that workplace. So if you're the leader, you really don't want to be doing that to the people that are on your team that's just not gonna be helpful. So this is all about collaborative leadership. The open crown center is perfect for this. You can draw on the collective wisdom of the team and you can be open to receiving input and guidance from other people. And you have the ability to value those contributions. So I recommend that as a leader, you do that. Now, even though you have this lack of definition, it's an open center after all, you can have access to intuitive insights. Now, again, if you've heard anything about human design, you know that intuition is really important. It's that inner voice that we were probably taught as kids not to listen to and given a whole lot of, does it make sense? What do you think about that? Use your head, is it logical? Those things are sort of, their conditioning that cover up the inside knowing that you have, which is your intuition intuitive insights when something drops into your head and you might not know where it came from and you might not be able to explain it, but you know that that thing is important. So you can be guided by that. Even with this open center, you have access to this. So you could perhaps sense a shift in energy or anticipate changes in your environment. That's great for a leader. You're looking at your team and you can see, oh, the energy is a bit off today. Something's going on. Like, what's, what's happening, people? And then you can find out. You can investigate a little bit to see, is there something that you can fix? Is there something that needs addressing? That's something you'll know as a leader. Then you could have an advisory role. A leader with an open crown center can naturally head towards an advisory role, giving guidance and support to other people. Because of that sensitivity to the energy around you, you can be very perceptive. And that helps the team to navigate challenges and to make informed decisions. And am I giving you enough yet? Because we're still on the open center. haven't gone anywhere yet. And this is just the crown. You've got eight more centers to look at. And then there are the profiles. There is so much in your chart about how you're a leader and What people will get from you when you're in your authority, following your human design naturally. You know, when you're in your path, this this is all available to the people around you. And it doesn't cost you anything to do this. It's easier for you to do this than for you to try and assume the role of, you know, I'm the boss. Um, And again, I don't think anybody likes that either, actually. It tends to be the sign of someone who is in over their head, or feels that they are. If you, if you have to be a sort of growly boss, then I would say look at the role you have, and question why you're not comfortable with it. Is it the wrong time, the wrong place, the wrong style? What what do you need to change? Because sometimes when a thing is uncomfortable or it's a struggle, it means that either the thing you're doing is incorrect for you, or you're doing it incorrectly for you. Let me say that again, either the thing you're doing, the job, the role, the project is incorrect for you. It's just not your claim or your thing to do or your approach to it is incorrect for you. For example, if you're trying to be very structured and actually you're far more creative, then that's something to pay attention to. And what would it look like if you let go of the structure And tried the creativity and set up the circumstances to let that creativity flow. How would that look? It's something to test out. Right. And human design is all about testing. It's I call it a living science because here's the thing people say, well, you know, human design is kind of woo woo, isn't it? How can you prove any of that? I don't have to prove any of this. That's the wonderful thing about human design. It's not my job to prove any of this to you. It's my business to tell you what's there. And yours is to go and test it and see how it works for you. And if you can do the same thing and get repeatable results, that is science in action, my friends. So that's why I call human design um, a living science. Because it is. You get to test it. And you don't have anybody telling you, well, it has to be this way, or, oh, you're wrong if you didn't get this response. Not at all. If something doesn't work out how you think it's going to, based on what you've learned on your human design, here's a couple of things you can do. Three things, actually. One, try it again. Two, ask questions. You know, come back. If you've had a reading with me, come and tell me about it. I want to know. And let's look at it together. Because three, the chances are this is where some conditioning has come in and squashed your natural gifts and talents and sort of submersed them so that this other thing is on top of it. And that's what people see. That's what people hear. So if you are leading by committee, other people have told you how to do it, or you're leading by what your head tells you it should look like. As I will often say, don't shoot on yourself. This is not helpful. Following your design is just going to, you know, make everything so much more easeful and you'll look forward to your day. You'll look forward to the project you're working on because you're going in the right direction for you and you're helping other people go in the right direction for them. So, this leads me very nicely to a second offering that i have right now and i'm just going to tell you about the two today and the second one is also two sessions of 90 minutes so it's another intensive and it's all about strategy and that's where we look at your human design and we take the themes that are in your human design and see how you can use them moving forward in whatever areas you're looking at whether that's relationships whether it's leadership, it's work, combination, kids. It doesn't really matter what you want the strategy for. The thing is you can use your themes to do that. So that's another option. If you don't want the leadership, you can look at the strategies and see how that goes. So that is also on my website, gaffinstone.com, and I invite you to go check that out after the podcast. Meanwhile, we have another break already. So please don't go away. Get some more paper if you need it, though. And I will see you after the break here on Navigating
0: Complicated Relationships. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Michaela Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin Stone, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad you're still here listening to Navigating Complicated Relationships with me, your host, Michaela Gaffin-Stone. I am a human behavior expert, and I combine human design and behavior change science so that the human design piece tells you all about where you are beautifully designed, what you're meant to be like, you know, how everything is right about you. You're not designed to be wrong, okay? That's the summary of that. You're not designed to be wrong, but sometimes we have conditioning over the top and that's something that can be out of alignment with who we are, and so it feels uncomfortable. It's pushing us in the wrong direction. You know, if you have the soul of an artist, but you've become an engineer, well, there may be ways to work with that so that it can be good for you, but there are many, many ways where that that could be really uncomfortable because while you could be successful as an engineer, you might not be quite so happy, right? And if you're not happy, what's the point? Really that's something that you can work towards, you can choose, and your human design will help you with it. Behavior science is gonna help you choose the behaviors that you want to replace and what you want to replace them with. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You have a choice on how you're gonna show up and I can show you how to get there. It's not quite as simple as just deciding, okay, I'm going to do this differently if it was the diet industry would have gone broke centuries ago and you know we'd all be different to how we currently are right conditioning gets in the way and causes behaviors and habits to build and it's it's a little bit of work to change them but if you have the formula for it it's very very doable so that's what I bring to the table and I invite you to check out my website gavinstone.com and see what I have there that could be interesting to you. And if you're not sure, you can always book a 30 minute call with me and we can talk about what might work best for you. So I'm open for that. Now we're gonna go from the open frown center to the defined frown center. All of that stuff before the break was your center open. Now, if you have a defined crown center, this means that you have fixed and constant access to this particular energy. And so it's your inspiration is going to be very reliable. Your source of inspiration be very reliable. It's a very stable connection when you have the definition going on and you can have clear vision. That's that's one of the characteristics of somebody with this defined crown. So a clear sense of purpose and vision. Your steady connection to your higher self, if you will, can give you that sense of where you're going for the greater good and how to help people get there with you. It gives you a confidence. This consistent flow of energy from the crown will give you this assurance that, yeah, I know what I'm doing and I'm going in the right way and I've got this and you can make decisions with a strong sense of certainty and trust your own abilities. This is very inspiring as a leader. It's inspiring for other people. So you can uplift your team, your kids, whoever it is that you're working with. You know, your ability there is is to really get everybody on board with such confidence that they're happy to go, they wanna do this thing. You have the gift of strategic thinking with this defined center. So you can be adept at planning, implementing long-term goals, and you can use that consistent connection to guide strategic decision-making. Again, fabulous gift as a leader. Isn't that something you want to be able to do? And the defined crown gives you a holistic understanding. It means that you can consider the broader perspectives and you can bring those in even though you know what you want to do so you can incorporate the broader into your vision. And that's way better than having tunnel vision, is it not? And if you're thinking that, well, you know, I have to, there's only one way to do this. I have to do it this way. I I invite you to think about that again and really use your authority. Is there only one way to do that thing? I would say there isn't. And that leads me to the next characteristic of the defined crown center, and that's adaptability so while you have that consistent connection you can also be adaptable and that leadership style may develop into a balance between staying true to your vision and adjusting the strategies that you're using based on practical considerations right that's a great combination so this is can you can you hear how it's different from the open center the things that come to the fore Are all leadership qualities, but you will have some things differently when you have the defined center versus the open center. So the definition gives you wisdom and insight. This consistent flow can give you some deeper insights. And that can end up giving you the ability to offer valuable guidance, not micromanaging, remember, nobody likes that, but guidance to help people navigate challenges effectively. So how cool is that? And again, resilience. You can have emotional resilience that others might envy and remain composed, focused, even when things are challenging. Now, that gives stability to your team, and I think that's pretty remarkable. It's something that we'd all want to have access to, right? So that's one center defined and open. Can you imagine what the other eight centers hold for you? And then there's the channels, the 32 channels. You won't have all of them defined, but you've probably got 18, 20, something like that. Those channels will be defined. Sometimes you're only gonna have, um, sorry, gates, 18 to 20 gates will be defined. And you'll have maybe none if you're a reflector, or you could have half a dozen channels, and all of those bring different information. I'm probably overloading you with a whole lot of information today and that's not really my intention, but you do have the ability to go back and listen to the podcast again. So yay for that. And you can also come talk to me and get some clarity on what all of that means for you because I'm sure I've given you way too much to make notes on. So you know that that's fine. I just want to put it out there so that you know that this is possible. So you have your gates, you have your channels. There's the authority, which is how you make your decisions. There's the knowing that you get from when you're in your not self, you're moving in the wrong direction. So again, to speak to the 70%, if you're a generator and you're doing something that's not in alignment for you, it's a no for you, chances are you're struggling with it. It's like fighting against the tide and it, you know, or pushing on a door and you really shove that door. It's just not budging. And then somebody else comes along and pulls it open, right? Because you were either doing the wrong thing for you or you were doing it in the wrong way. So your authority is going to tell you a yes or a no as a generator. It's going to be a very clear yes. And it's also going to be clear enough for the no. Like if you feel like you're sort of wanting to run backwards, I want to get away from here, that's a no. There isn't a maybe. So that's kind of interesting for a generator to know. But there's other things that come into this, like your definition. Definition is how many circuits you have, how many connections between the centers with those defined channels. Now, if you have one, it means you have one way to make a decision, one sort of authority or voice to listen to. But you can have as many as four. If you've got four going on, that is going to take you a while. As a leader, you're going to need to have a certain number of people around you so that those circuits can get connected. Because otherwise, you're going to be kind of treading water for a while. A solopreneur who is a quad definition, that means they have the four circuits, that person would do well to go and work in a well-known coffee shop, for example. Because the people around you will connect that. Now, I have not actually worked with anybody with a quad definition yet, but I do know that the musician Pink, she has a quad definition. She has got the wildest chart. It's got so much in it. But she has to have people around her. She wouldn't get anything done otherwise. So there's so many things that go into what make you you and what make you a leader or You know, what gives you challenges as a leader, too. All of this is important. Now, I also looked at profiles and I looked at the heart center or the ego center for our session today. So I'll I'll give you actually I'll move to profiles and give you a little bit of that, because I think the the heart center, you can probably figure out some of that based on the fact that it's your heart. Right. Whether you're going to be passionate or sympathetic or empathetic, this kind of thing. A lot will depend on where you have definition and where you don't. So one of the things with the heart center, having said I'm not going to do it, I'll do it a little. The heart center is the center of willpower and competitiveness. Now that doesn't mean you're never competitive, but if you're playing a game of Monopoly with somebody, for example, and you have this center undefined, you don't have your own competitiveness. However, If the people you're playing Monopoly with do have that center defined, remember you are going to absorb that energy and amplify it. So you will be so competitive that, you know, you might intimidate the others. And it's pretty wild because that's not you normally, but that's you in that situation. So this is how the team is important too the people around you. It can make such a difference to how you show up. Team motivation, all those things can come from how you show up. So as a generator, you know, your challenge lies in resisting the urge to act impulsively. Okay, now there should be 70% of people going, ah, that's me. And and it kind of is, right? Because generators don't do well with a gap. If you finished one project, you're going to be leaping into the next one before the ground got cold because you don't like to not do things. But this is where overcommitting, taking on too many things, and overthinking, all these over, you know, overdoing, et cetera, et cetera, all of that comes in, in this space for a generator. And if you've spoken to me already, then you know patience is the thing you have to work on. And here's something in common with all the energy types whatever it is you need to work on, the thing that's your biggest challenge and your greatest asset once you've got it, all of those things are things that we all groan at, right? Like, ah, oh, patience, how long is that gonna take? You know, there's this expectation that you're gonna move forward. And what do you mean I have to wait, what? And, and patience doesn't mean that you get to pace up and down. As a leader, you know, chewing your fingernails and pacing up and down isn't a good look. That's not how it is. It's more a restful time where you're waiting to see what comes up as the next move or the next project and whether it's correct for you to jump into. So that's a little teaser for generators. And it's it's not even getting into depth in how you are a generator. So stay tuned because we have yet another break and I'm going to give you a bit more information and tell you again about how you can access this for yourself after the break. Don't go away. Stay right here on Inspired Choices Network.
0: What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Makayla gaffin will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Makayla gaffin Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com this is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Michaela Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program. Hey, welcome back,
1: everybody. I'm so glad you're still here. I really do appreciate that you're tuning in, listening, and hopefully taking some notes as well. Or maybe you gave up on the notes and just said, "Okay, I'm going to have to talk to her. There's just too much going on here. And it's fair. I tend to throw a lot of things at people because I'm so excited about human design. It lights me up. And I'm a generator. So that means that my energy gets up and up and up. And by the time I finish talking about human design, I'm pinging off the walls. I mean, it's just it lights me up and that helps me to lift other people up. So if you want the conversation about what you could get from your human design and which direction to go in, which do you want strategies? Do you want the leadership style? Do you want relationships? We can do that, too. So human design has only the limits you put on it. There's so many things you can get from it. So what do you want? I invite you to send me an email at Gaffenstone.com or check out my website. And you can always book a call with me. 30 minutes to just check in and see what would benefit you. What would you like to know and how would you like to know it? And as a bonus, I record those calls and send you the recording. I don't keep them. Because, you know, my computer would groan under the weight. But I will send you your recording so that you always have that information. You download it, you get to keep it. So those are the deals that you can get. Gaffinstone.com is the place to go check it out. Or again, you can email me at mickey at gaffenstone.com. And by the way, if you're not listening to this podcast or watching on your favorite channel, did you know there are 450 places you could go look? There's Audible, Spotify, iHeartRadio. There are so many places. Where would you like to look or listen and go subscribe? How cool would that be? Then you've always got me, right? Anyway, getting back into leadership examples, because really that's all I can give you right now. There's so much out there. It literally takes at least three hours, and that's with me being really specific and packing everything in. So that's what we have on offer. Manifestors, manifestors are typically thought of as the leader, right? 8% of the world's population and manifestors are born to make a difference. They're very impactful, very dynamic. When a manifestor walks into the room, people tend to know that. And some people will gravitate towards that person and others are gonna go way, away away. And in traditional human design, this is referred to as possessing um, a repulsive aura. Now hang on, don't don't sort of shut down your program and not listen to me anymore because I'll explain how I view this. The magnetic field that you have around you that science can show you is there for manifestors is larger than for the other energy types. And it's so powerful that some people will not be able to handle that. And so the way I look at the manifestor's aura or magnetic field is that it is selective. And I infinitely prefer that to repulsive. I think repulsive sounds rather judgmental and it's not necessary. It's selective. So you know, as a manifestor, that the people who come to you, the people who are hanging out with you, the ones who are drawn to you, they're the right people for you. And what a gift that is, right? You don't have to spend time figuring that out. They've sorted themselves out. And if you look at it from that perspective, that's pure gold. Now, manifestors are here to initiate and you thrive on decisive action taking and propelling ideas forward. You're here to have the big visions, the big ideas. You're not necessarily here to... Carry those through, however. So the manifester typically needs a team. You're less likely to enjoy being a solopreneur, for example, because a manifester needs other people to pick this stuff up and run with it, right? And one of the things, if you are a manifester, I'll give you a tip about your leadership. Make sure you tell people what you're going to go do when you have a new idea. Don't just run off and do it because people don't deal well with a gap in information. And what we do as human beings, and here's your behavior science coming in, but what we do as human beings is we fill that gap with a story. And the story is what our imagination thinks is a good idea. And that is typically going to be negative, because we have evolved to look for the negative. It keeps us safe. So if you're a manifester and you've run off to do something different, or you've suddenly changed direction, and not informed people of what you're doing, they are likely to feel abandoned, left out, ignored, all the things that you do not want your team members to think, right? So bear that in mind as a manifester. And I don't actually have time today to go into all the other energy types, or the profiles, I was going to do profiles too. There's so much in your chart. But I'd like to just take this opportunity to tell you that next week we're looking at understanding and navigating autism behavior problems in children. What? That's a very big switch from human design. But again, this is the behavior science and this is another part of what I do. And human design can actually help you with that. So that's a tool that we will be looking at next week, human design, adding into the mix of understanding and navigating behavior problems in kids with autism, other issues, also, you know, ADHD, reactive attachment disorder, any of those, whatever brings behaviors to the fore that are problematic, we're going to be checking those out next week. So, meanwhile, if you're interested in learning about how you would be a better leader or a more informed leader or a more comfortable leader, then let's book that session. Come talk to me. We can have 30 minutes of checking out what you need to know and then we'll set up that system for you, give you all the information you need. So if you want to check my website, it's gaffinstone.com. And if you want to email me, mickey at gaffinstone.com, M-I-K-K-I. I'm very easy to find on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Facebook's where I'm at usually, so message me if you want to talk to me and that'll be absolutely great. So meanwhile, pay attention to how you show up as a leader and what areas do you find challenging and what areas do you feel that maybe you're not doing them as authentically as you could? And by authentic, I mean feels good for you. Because if you're coming from a good space, if your foundation is solid, then you're going to be helping other people feel confident in what they're doing, confident in your leadership, confident to go forward with the project. All of those are things that you want to have, right? And you'll have more certainty that you're doing it the right way. So that's why we looked at leadership by design today. And that's why it's important for you to check out yours. I did mention projectors at the beginning. So just quickly, I'm going to say, you need to be invited to share your wisdom. So make sure you're not volunteering. That's really key for a projector. Don't volunteer. People won't receive it well. They'll perceive you as bossy and pushy. Let them see that you have this brilliance, this strategy, this thing that you can do, and then wait for them to invite you. That's the promised piece for the projectors. And we'll get into more of this another time. Um, If you like, let me know. I'll do strategy one of these weeks. But I would love your feedback. So if you can email me and let me know what you liked, what you want more of, what you want less detail in or more detail, all of those things help me to give you the podcast episode you want to listen to. I'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Navigating Complicated Relationship Show. Makaila returns Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember every relationship is a journey, and with the right tools, you can create stronger, more fulfilling connections.